Hello and welcome to the Active Flincher podcast. My name's Josh Morris. In this episode, I'll be talking to Gary Goodfellow, natural horse trainer with the Fellowship of the Horse. Gary spent much of his life living in the US before moving to Flincher to care for his parents. In this podcast, he talks about his passion for horse riding, getting out and about in nature, and how you might be able to do just that. If you'd like to find out more about what Gary does, you can visit his website, fellowshipofthehorse.co.uk. For more information about this podcast, or to find out more ways to get active in Flincher, head on over to explore underscore Flincher on Instagram, or explore Flincher on Facebook. I'll be back at the end with some more information. So, uh, what's your uh, story? How did you come to uh, um, get into into horse riding yourself then? Well, when I was about seven years of age, living overseas in North America, I was always an individual for preferring outside life, nature. My parents never lived in a city, although they weren't horsey people. Um, I I just always loved going where there was horses, uh, even when I was eight. It wasn't the fact of I wanted to ride a horse. It was the fact of just nice being around horses. The very odor itself is, it's it's wonderful. It's To me, it's peace, quiet, and it's wonderful. It's nature, horses. And so that's, I got a picture of me on a horse when I was 18 months of age um, that my parents put me on in Arizona just to take a picture of me on a horse with a big Western saddle. And um I guess that's it. It's what environment and association is where we lead to us in life, isn't it? Um, when you're young, especially. Uh, look at you. What are you doing? Who led you there? That's it. Horses. I love traveling as well. And so I don't like just to have a horse with 20 other people. I'm a bit of a loner. Um, you know, there's a, you're different maybe if you've got a brother. Your brother's maybe different from you. Um, so it's personality. And horses have a horsonality. Um, people that don't know anything about dogs can look at a St. Bernard and look at a poodle and they say, oh, they're different. And all they see is the size of the animal. Uh, whereas horses, a lot of people think a horse, they're all the same. Oh, it's a horse. But no, they're all different. They've got a different mind. And the rider is who I help them to be the leader for their horse. So, um, so you've, you've talked about sort of Arizona there, and uh, yeah, how yeah. did you um, come to live in sort of in this corner of Northeast Wales? Well, my parents, uh, oddball father. Fortunately, he got to places where um, he thought he could do something, working in Arizona for a while, Montana, Wyoming, then up to Canada, Calgary. And he got a job at a sawmill in British Columbia. Uh, and that was nice because it was out in the middle of nowhere. Travel, work here and there on a ranch. I always like outdoor life. So I got a job on a ranch with horses. And it was a ranch where they took Japanese and Chinese to take pictures. And so they needed somebody to um, help them to ride because a lot of them had never ridden a horse. Most of them, 99%, hadn't ever been on a horse. So they just needed to have somebody in front and behind and explain and not be very bossy. I think working in, I think, tourism and things like that, you know, you get to meet lots of people from around the world and it's, it's almost a bit like travelling yourself, I guess. 
That's, well, uh, tourism. I worked in Yellowstone National Park. Um, I know you've probably never been there, but it's a park that gets millions of tourists. And it's not particularly just to look at a horse, but there's horses there. And so I worked on a, a ranch there as well. It was owned by Coca-Cola, actually. People used to land in their own plane. Uh, they had their own airstrip. You know, it was, um, it was nice helping them again with a horse. Then I worked for the Mustang Society. They catch wild horses and they uh, put them in an auction sale. And then I became an auctioneer. So, and then I was a, a radio announcer for a while because the guy got sick and they needed somebody that could talk and just talk. So I guess I'm good at talking. <laughs> so you've gone from uh, so work, sitting on a horse at 18 months old through to, you know, working on ranches and then working the auction and then working on the radio. And uh, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, um, when did you move to Flincher? Ten years ago. I only came back because my dad was dying and he was 90. And then my mother was old as well. And I've got no brothers or sisters. So it was, uh, well, I better come back and see what I can do. And so I came back three years before my dad kicked the bucket. And then my mother's on her own. And it's not a, a big estate. It's just out in the country with a few acres. And then in Canada, I was with the CBC, the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation. So I was a stunt writer as well. So whenever there was a movie on somewhere around here, somebody would say to me, geez, you can dress as a knight, can't you? And take a horse. So I went where they were doing a few films, like they were doing Merlin and First Night and um, such things. So I went there and helped, helped as it were, because I had a, I didn't have a mare. <laughs> <laughs> they don't like you taking a female horse because they got stallions there working as outriders, stunt riders. That uh, anyway, I came back for that reason, so stayed. Okay. And um, when did you uh, start doing what you, what you currently do then? Well, I'm not doing anything new, really. I'm still kind of helping people with their horse. I retired from what I did do over overseas, um, being an auctioneer and uh, working on with different radio stations, just as a commentator, talking about what was going on uh, at rodeo arenas. You know, there was a rodeo. Mm. And so I would sit up in a big thing like an Eiffel Tower and have a sheet in front of me of who's riding the bull, who's riding the horse. And then I was a clown for a month as well, dressed up as a clown and got in a big rubber barrel. So when this thing called a Brahma bull, uh, when the guy came off, you had to get the bull's mind somewhere else other than he went to get the rider. And so you got to be as a clown out there with a baseball bat, a rubber one, and, um, you know, give him a few whacks and, uh, you, you jump into a big round rubber barrel that's padded. And so when the bull's hitting the barrel around, uh, I'm in there, you know, getting, <laughs> getting getting observed by a bull on the outside. And then other clowns get rid of him as well. Then I get out the barrel. You know, I mean, it's a it's a game, but it's a mental game as well as physical. So I mm -hmm. guess I grew up with a mental and physical game of life. Yeah. And some fit. And then I fell off a horse, didn't I? Five, four years ago, my brain fell out. 
but that's another story. They took me to Stoke-on-Trent. Luckily, I had a good surgeon. People know me from um, whenever I used to come over here on a visit because I kept a horse at my parents, and I always knew people. And um, one of the things that started me going was that they needed somebody to help organize uh, bridleways in the area. And as I was living here with my parents, um, and there wasn't what they call a bridleways officer, um, they wanted somebody to tell them which bridleways are blocked, which are not blocked, mark it out on on an ordnance survey map to uh, advise them. And I did that, and I met more people and more people and more people, and they just said, geez, you're excellent with a horse, da-da-da-da-da, we need help. And so it's just kind of a thing to go and do. Have you got a horse? Uh, no, I've uh, I've ridden a pony one time at a, uh, a friend's okay. building, but um, yeah, haven't, uh, haven't got into horse riding myself. But uh, um, so say um, so there's someone like me who um, sort of loves the outdoors and getting out into nature and things like that. Um, what's the uh, what do you think is the is the is the appeal for horse riding then? There's an a painful. There's a painful emotion, isn't there, in life, and it's called love. That's a painful emotion. And falling can be painful. And for you to just to go and get on a horse, I wouldn't say to you, no, just go get on a horse. I would never say that to anyone. Just go get on it. The horse has got to get to know you for at least 10 minutes. You know, when you go to a riding school and you go for a riding fun ride um but with horses i've never found that i've done anything wrong because the horse has always become quiet happy and rideable and so if i was with you i would advise you because the horse senses your appeal whether you're scared whether you're mad whether you're upset the horse senses it and so i've got to make sure that this is what you want to do you know, there's a lot of riders in movies, and they've never ridden a horse before. Never. Uh, the film producer, directors don't tell them, just go get on a horse. Richard Gere, when I was with him for five days, he'd never ridden a horse. And so they had a guy there and a horse there helping him, guiding him to ride that horse. And he was damn good. He enjoyed it and he liked it. But a lot of people don't enjoy it. They don't like it. So I say to them, don't go ride a horse. So first of all, you got to see what you like with a horse on the ground before you get on. And a lot of people go mountain biking, don't they? Mm. They know where the hell they're going because they got a map and they figured it out. And they still do it, even if they're only going five mile an hour. Then you get somebody past you doing 85 mile an hour or kilometers an hour mm. on that mountain trail. And it's the same with horse riders. You get some horse riders galloping along fine. Then you get others, they go for what's called a hack, and they're going very nice and casually. Some horses don't want to canter, as they say, across a field. And then you got others that want to go like stink. What's that? Um, but we, you know, when you're out on a ride and things have gone, or when you've got on one of those sort of rides, how would you sort of describe that feeling when you've, when things have gone really well for you, what's the what's it uh, what's it like? Well, satisfied, happy with yourself and your horse, and you feel really ah, calm and satisfied. 
Because when you first, if you're going to get on a horse and you've not done it before, at first you feel very tight, very mentally tight, as well as your body emotions are tight, your legs, your arms, your hands. And, you know, your horse feels that about you. It feels it. And just don't go there. Don't be like that. Relax. A body, your whole body, state of mind, relax it. And then, you know, it's like magic. It goes from a rainbow from your mind through all your feelings. It goes to your horses. And a horse picks up what its rider is doing and feeling. You can get riders with the British school of riding, and they still ride very tight, tense. Like They're not frightened, but they're bossy. They want to be in control. No need to be like that. You watch dressage riders. They ride so calm. You don't see them move in their feet and their arms. It's in their mind, and it goes through one thing, body language. Body language. You know, mm. pressure and release. And that's the way with all life, really, pressure and release. If you've got a pressurized day on your mind, you go home and <clears throat> even the way you cook your chips, it's pressure, isn't it? It's like <clears throat> you've got to <clears throat> relax with mm. your loved ones. And that's what you got to do with a horse. Relax. Mm. So it's, it sounds like sort of it's, uh, it's a way sort of if you can get into that space of where you're sort of relaxing with the horse, it's... Oh, yes. Uh, it, it sounds like there's not, not many things that are quite like it. When you go out for a ride on a horse, and after a little short period of time, whether it's 10 minutes or an hour, and your horse is going along, following others, because you're going on a ride with other people, and if they are just walking along or trotting, then you feel content. And it's like, wow, <sighs> especially if it isn't pouring with rain, you know what I mean? It's, or you're not on a busy main road. When you're on a road, then you've got to be different, of course. You've got to be more mentally agile. But, but no, it's, it's peaceful. That's why people pay money and they go to southern France. They go to different countries to go on a riding holiday. And it's a very strange I've been to southern France and ridden across from Montpellier to Portugal. And the four people with me, as well as the lady leading the way, she wanted these horses taken there to southern Portugal. The others were all uh, airline stewardesses, but there were women. You don't get a lot of men that want to go on a horse ride long distance in this country, but you can look on long distance riding, and a, a lot of people have ridden my friend who is an author. Um, you mentioned there just sort of, it tends to be sort of um, more women do than, than men. There is, yeah. Uh, obviously some men do it, and men like you do it. And For pleasure I'm talking about. Yeah, now. yeah. I mean, if you watch show jumping, yes, there's a lot of male females, male female. But you go out for what's called a hack, and the majority... Or girls. It sounds like it's quite a, an accessible and sort of low-pressure way of getting out and about into nature. Um, obviously yes, you know. very low-pressure. Yeah, Fantastic. it is, very. And you don't just buy your own horse. Places out there you can go, livery, yard, livery yards where you keep a horse and pay for it. There's riding schools 
throughout the country. There's some in Flintshire. I'm not going to name names because I'm not an advertising guy that way. Yeah, so um, you mentioned sort of you helped sort of organise bridalways and, and things in Flintshire. Yeah, um, yeah. I think it's quite organised in Flintshire in terms of that. So is there quite a good network of bridalways in Flintshire then? Well, there is all over the country. And yet there are counties where you can ride on a lot of good out-riding places. Some places have just got more riding than others. You go up to Halkin Mountain, uh, you go park up there, and there's lots of places to park. And uh, there's lots of good riding around on Halkin Mountain. Babash, it's um, top side of Hollywell. Um, people will know where Halkin Mountain is. It's a sheep grazing, grazing area. You know, it's, there's loads of tracks and trails around there. No woodland, but uh, you got to go on a day that it's not windy as heck. But mm. uh, it's good up there, yeah. And also along the Cloidian Range, brilliant. And they have opened a few new bridleways. Fortunately, whoever's checked that out done a darn good job at it. I went on a new one there that's only been open for the last year, I think they told me. Um, done a good job. The right gates. They haven't put a sign up yet on a few places, but I found it. Well, my horse did anyway. And the Cloidian Range, very nice riding. And you, one thing about that is you got views of countryside. You got views of the mountains, Snowdonia, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah that is really lovely. And you got the beach, Talacra. You know, it's good riding area. Mm. Riding school down there. That's yeah, nice. And it's wonderful, free country, uh, free as in birds, nature, trees. But I know a lot of people in Flintshire that they go and take the horse in a truck or trailer. Fantastic. So um, if, uh, you know, there was, I'm just going to ask you now just to make sort of the pitch for, for if you were to, if someone to come to you and say, look, I'm thinking about going out sort of maybe horse riding, but I'm also thinking about this, so I'm thinking about the other thing. Um, if you say, if they were asked you say, you know, why is horse riding the thing I should be doing? Um, what would you say to uh, what would you say to them in that instance? Horse riding. Well, basically, it, it's simplicity because if you love being with a horse, like if you love being with your dog, you can take your dog for a walk, don't you? So for horse riding, if you love being with a horse, go for a longer ride than just a short hack. You know, plan on going somewhere that's different because life gets boring when you're doing what you enjoy get out there and do it somewhere different and that's the nice thing about um, riding that you can find other places to take your horse and go on a holiday with your horse Mm. you just got to enjoy what you do basically don't you you know i've always said to other people your soul goes with you and i'm not talking about the soul on your boots (laughs) Mm. You say there's there's loads of riding um sort of uh, riding schools you said um yeah 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 there is there is riding schools but they're not riding schools that you can take your horse and stay overnight mm-hmm. but if you want to learn about horses yes there are good good some good riding schools in Flincher of course yeah yeah and that's how you can okay. sort of get to know it and and see if it's a thing to uh to do, or even just something you want to do every now and again if you if you can't get a horse absolutely. Yeah, go to a riding school and learn, but not just learn. you got to enjoy it. No good learning something if you don't enjoy it. I mean, if you don't like being in an aircraft, why, 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 what do you want to learn to be a pilot for? Try it out. 
find a friend with a horse, basically. You know, uh, it's not just a job. Find a friend. Find someone that has their own horse and go spend time with them and their horse. Go and see what if you enjoy it. That's mm-hmm. the thing to do. Yeah, and say it's uh, it's say there's a lot of women that do that. So I suppose it's probably a less intimidating sort of way for for women to get out and enjoy nature. But it's also you know it's for some men can do it. Obviously, like yourself or uh, oh, young people and old people and. It is. It's just wonderful to get out. It was always nice to have a village a village pub to head for and have a drink, relax, and other people there with their horse, have a chit chat. That's that's enjoying life, isn't it? Relaxing, doing what you enjoy. Great stuff. Um, is there anything sort of uh, that you wanted to talk about in terms of uh, anything in particular about riding in Flintshire we haven't sort of mentioned or touched upon yet? Well, we've mentioned about. I'm telling you, if you have or have haven't ridden go to a a livery yard find a friend um where you ride how you ride is legalities that you can look into as in um you gotta wear a a riding hat um the horse you ride is a is a different as well but if you go to a livery yard they're not going to put you on something that'll buck you off knowingly um I can only say if you're going to go out and buy a horse, don't buy a horse until you're really happy being a horseman. Where, is there anywhere in particular you can sort of um, find out about where sort of um, livery yards or, or bridle way maps or things like that are? The easiest thing is internet these days, isn't it? You go on that thing called Giggle, and I call it Giggle because it's Google, and you put in riding establishments, livery yards and Flincher. If you're only opening the door to Flincher, then, yeah, you go on Google and search, and you'll find livery yards advertised, riding for the disabled Ooh. in Flintshire as well. So it's whatever you're searching for. You know you'll find an answer to the question of what you're looking for. You won't find the answer to, am I going to enjoy it or not? But you will find a location. Uh, um, sorry, you mentioned uh, riding for the disabled. Can you sort of explain a bit how – can you explain a bit about that? I don't, I don't know anything about that. Obviously, it's, they, do you have well, some adapted harness or – I don't know where they all are, but I have been to a few. I know the Mold area, right with the disabled. I've been there a few times. Um, very enlightening, very wonderful places, operated by wonderful-minded individuals, uh, people there helping people that need help. I mean, that's just disabled in what mannerism? Disabled mentally or disabled physically? You've got different writing thesauriums that way. You know, um, the psychoanalysis of the individuals there helping the individual ride the horse. The person riding the horse isn't thinking as like what you would be riding the horse. Mm. But boy, how the mind goes to that horse. And the horse goes to that mind of the rider too. They help each other out. It's a very calming influence. No, it is. I can only suggest go to some and watch. It's a good frame of mind there. Go and watch them. They do very good. I mean, you've heard of companies taking Mm. people to other parts of the world to see the dolphins. Mm. I don't mean just a nature life. I mean an aspect of healing. Go Mm. and watch the dolphins. and Horses the same way. They are. Yeah. Check it out. Yeah. Check it out. Yeah.
Thanks again for listening to the Active Flincher podcast. My name is Josh Morris, and for more ways to get active in Flincher, head on over to our Instagram, explore underscore Flincher, or our Facebook page, Explore Flincher. Please also consider leaving this episode a review on iTunes or wherever else you get your podcasts.